you're listening to a podcast appearing on the Two Guys Talking Podcast Network. Ready to conceive solutions to problems in an atmosphere free of political correctness? Find a new sense of purpose at wadesense.com. That's wadesense.com. Welcome, everyone, to Wade Sense. I am your host, Wade B. Olson, the Sage of St. Louis. Across from me sits this program's technical savior, Mr. Mike Wilkerson. How are you doing today, sir? I'm doing very well. Thank you very much. Well, I'm definitely doing better than I was yesterday. I had everybody's favorite run-in. I spent uh, entirely too much time at the Illinois DMV, and <laughs> it was miserable. Oh, my God. You, you must have to take a... Def- personality deficiency tests in order to work for the state. I mean, it was, I've never seen so many unhappy, dour, or, or maybe they were purposely dour people in one place. I, uh, I tried to get these people to crack a smile. I'm not sure if you want me to tell you how positive my experiences are here in Missouri. So I guess I'll just shut up. Why, have you gone to the DMV recently? It's been smooth every time I've gone for the last decade and a half. Okay, well, no, I mean, it was, it was smooth, except for the fact that my uh, car alarm uh, ran a uh, all of a sudden started, but that's another story. Um, and it has nothing to do with the personalities that are inside working for the government. What do you mean? Well, you're saying that all the people that work there have terrible attitudes and or perspective, but your session went sideways because of a car alarm. It no. didn't help. Okay. It didn't help. But right. I mean, but the actual experience that I had dealing with the people. Okay, here's the, in a nutshell, the story <laughs> kind of said the tone. <laughs> I'm, st- I'm standing there. I've passed my test. I'm talking to the guy. And I thought this was funny. He's he's getting my statistics for the license. And he goes, uh, eyes, I said, blue. And he said, hair. And I paused. I said, bald. He said, bald. I said, bald. I'm shaved. There's no hair. I said, I don't I don't have a hair color. But it was just, it was just like bald. It's like, well, what are you going to put? I mean, I, I don't have hair. And sure enough, later when I'm getting my license back after he's put all of this on, I'm looking. And it honestly does save for my hair color, bald. First time I've ever seen that. So I cracked up laughing, and they're looking at me like it's the most alien sound to ever come out of the building. Hmm. And uh, I just, I said, I'm laughing. I said because uh, as a cab driver, when I'll call somebody and let them know I'm coming, I always, I tell them, I said, it's a red van cab. I'm a bald white guy. You can't miss me. And then that made them crack up finally. So it was just luckily that experience is done and over with. But I, something very strange happened though. I mean, you've been in a number of DMV offices. We all have. Sure. You always see whoever the president is. You see his picture up on the wall. This this office had a weird designation. It was Secretary Something Something, the Motor v- Division Office or whatever it was. That's the only picture that was up there, and I knew. What territory I was in, I'm in the People's Republic of Illinois, and I'm looking around, and I, I didn't want to say anything, but I had to say something. So I finally said, oh, that's what's missing. I, I, I don't see a picture of uh, the president. And then the guy says, that's our only commander-in-chief, and he points up to that picture. I said, well, it's still a state office. Or, you know, He's still the president of, of the country. Well, that's that's our only leader. And they're all just like happy as hell that the, the picture is not up there. It's like... How? I, I don't understand, but Illinois does things weird anyway. So that was my lovely experience. I don't know. I'm just glad that, you know, Illinois now has a really, really good concealed carry law. Oh. Yeah. No, not quite. No. Mm-mm. Nope. But I, we, Nothing else to talk about, in my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> Can't figure out how to protect yourselves. You have 60 shootings in an evening. 
11 of those people die and nobody needs to change anything. Gotcha. No, okay, I understand I'm where the priorities are. Yeah, no you problem. Know, it, it's just like there was, I, that's funny that you say that. I, I just saw there was a, a it was a, a quick, uh, I think it was a GIF, mm-hmm. shows this guy walking up to, uh, he's got a mask over his eyes, he's walking up with a gun in his hand, and he looks down and the camera pans on the door real quick and it says, uh, gun free zone. And he gets this look on his face like, damn. And he turns around and walks away. <laughs> like, yeah, that's not happening. So, yeah, that was my uh, I've only done that once, and I did it for my wife, because she did see a sign, and because she was passionate about me not having my firearm with me. Okay. So, That you, one time I did. That one time you turned around and I left. turned around and secured my my firearm in my vehicle, and then went back inside, yes. Okay, well, you weren't planning on robbing the place either, though. That was no. that was the whole point of, of, of the, the gift or the meme or whatever it was that I sure. saw. It's mm-hmm. What leads me to our main topic today is, as always, you can't go anywhere anymore. And if you're in a group of people, look around and not see people playing on what? Their phones. You know, I'm, I'm just as guilty. But for years, I, if I had to wait any place, I'm not good at waiting. I brought a book to read. And I really need to go back to that. Because like everybody else, I'm sitting here, you know, talking, playing on my phone, whatever. And I just, I got to think... This has got to stop. We don't socialize them. I mean, I managed to start talking to the guy next to me. I can still strike up a conversation, but it's getting to the point where people really don't do that or they're uncomfortable doing that. I think what it's really come down to is that the general social awareness, general awareness of people is so skewed into something that is not anything important. Your your highest score on Candy Crush does not trump that you are in a safe environment still or not. No, no. And that people don't get that. I, I don't know what to do about that. Because I, I, it's funny that you mentioned this. There was a, a meeting at lunch today where we had very much this, not the same conversation. It was way more technology-based. Mm-hmm. But it was based around how utilizing your devices at all, whether it's your computer, your laptop, your tablet, your cell phone, whatever, mm-hmm. it really is a diet of the mind. And just like everybody can attest to, you and I included, and that we are reasonably large, (laughs) the word diet is the operative word, i.e. you get to choose what you shove in your face, not just that goes in your mouth and into your stomach, but also that you pay attention to. Mm -hmm. And if you choose to not pay attention to the environment around you, that's okay because it's a choice. Right. But suffer the consequences, and the consequences can be dire i.e. someone walks in and begins shooting up the place. Now what? Well, right. you didn't know, so too bad for you. Yeah, you weren't paying attention. Now right. you're just part of the herd that gets slaughtered. Right. Or yeah. you can be paying attention and mm. at least be out of the way, or if you're a potential concealed care, uh, concealed care user, mm-hmm. then you can solve, help solve the problem or belay the problem, halt the problem. Which of those those stories are starting to crop up as well, thank God. Where they are, especially on, the, on exactly. the side that should be told about, which uh, is yeah. not the sideways shootings. Right, right. The, uh, the, the, the gist is, though, that, and we're going to dig into it a lot here, I think, in, inside of the same conversation circle here, is mm-hmm. that it really is what you choose. But we do want to dialogue the problem beforehand for sure. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like I said, topic for today is how to end the cell phone addiction. Mm-hmm. Because I think that if you're in our age group, that it's getting more and more noticeable that the younger kids are getting less and less capable of spending any kind of time without some kind of electronic device in mm-hmm. their hands. And it generally tends to turn about to, to be the phone. So I wanted to do some research in this. And these are just some of the facts that I came across. 
Smartphone owners by 2019 will make up, it will be at $2.5 billion. And in the U.S. alone, that's 92% of 18 to 29-year-olds have smartphones. Okay. So it, it, it's, it's, it's that prevalent everywhere. 36% of the world owns a smartphone. Twitter, while being dwarfed by the other big players, Facebook, WhatsApp, and Instagram, is still the ninth largest at 328 million monthly users. Mm -hmm. Its most famous and possibly uh, prolific user, President Trump, has 52 million alone. YouTube is used by three-quarters of the U.S. adults, 94%, It's the medium that is just taking over. Facebook has 2 billion monthly users. 2 billion. That is absolutely, I, I can't wrap my head around that number. Facebook's uh, two major messaging apps have got 1.2 billion users each, two-thirds of the U.S. users, three-quarters use on a daily basis. 100 million people use Facebook for every phone. It's just, it's completely out of control. Facebook's Instagram recently hit 700 million a month. Now, these are the ones that are the ones that the younger uh, kids are on the most. Snapchat has 78% of 18 to 24-year-olds. 71% of them visit these platforms multiple times a day. Here's the part that, that has me the most worried. I can't count the number of times that myself, while I was getting this program ready, I was constantly sidetracked. Sometimes I would get on my phone for a for a use where I'm trying to go find a video or some information or something, and I'm sidetracked. And the next thing I know, there's another 20, 30 minutes gone that uh, I, I I just wandered off in whatever space that it was. I mean, there the thing that I'm going to keep coming back to in this is it's the discipline that you need to walk away or at least control the cell phone addiction. When I started looking into what was going on with this, are you familiar with a guy by the name of Simon Sinek? No. Okay, Simon Sinek is uh, uh, famous for, basically, he did an interview on the millennial question, and it, it essentially broke the internet. What he talks about is, with cell phones, when you get um, a like, when you get a hit, when you get a message, they've proven that it, your brain sends out a dose of dopamine, which is the feel-good chemical. It's the same thing that you get from gambling, it's the same thing that you get from drinking, smoking, basically any vice where you're enjoying yourself. But here's the thing. Think about this. Let this let this soak in. We have age restrictions on smoking, on gambling, on drinking. There are none on cell phones. And Facebook is talking about making it up, making it so that even younger kids can get accounts. This is absolutely insane. Something has got to be done to rein this in. Now I do have an idea exactly how to do it. Before I get into what it takes to break your cell phone addiction. You can't walk away from the fact that there are good things that have come from this technology. We all see that. So I wanted to list what I thought they were. And, Mike, if you can think of any else, chime in. Mm -hmm. Children become tech savvy extremely early because of this technology. And I think you can make that a good thing. I mean, it, it's, it's, it's better than being like myself where I'm almost paralyzed by technology and the fear of it. The number of gadgets are no longer necessary to have on you. You don't need to have... A uh, computer, a camera, flashlight, compass. What am I missing? What else is it you don't need to have anymore since you have a cell phone? Wristwatch? Yeah. A real camera? Yeah. Yeah, because you don't see them anymore. It used to be that I would constantly... Well, I, I, have, so a, I have a very expensive camera rig that I use incredibly seldom. 
yeah. to take perhaps, you know, portrait style photos. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Because the optics and the ability to use lighting and all that is controlled inside of the inside of the camera. Right. But very quickly, all of those settings and emulations, yeah. they're all becoming all available inside the phone. I don't know how to use them inside the phone. Right. <laughs> where in seconds I can do what I need to with a camera, but uh, it, uh, many the of the way. pro features are, are built inside of the camera. In fact, a camera that has multiple lenses, as a matter of course, out of the box, built inside of the one that's in your phone. Yeah, the technology um, has progressed to the point where they're just amazing. You don't need cameras anymore. A video camera. Yeah, exactly. It's also built in. Right. Uh, granted, the the quality that you're going to get from something like a cell phone is very different yeah. than something you'd get from, say, a studio quality 4K camera. There are differences, even though the, the, the cell phone will say... Your images will in video will be captured at 4K quality. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's true. Yes, I, I hear a butt. What's the butt? Well, the, the butt is that it's not. Okay. It's not. It's well, not somebody like myself, image. I'm not going to know. Right. Well, no. But the, the sample is. So let me get this straight. A, a television, sh- a television station, no longer needs to go and buy a thirty-five thousand dollar camera. They can just go get a eight hundred dollar cell phone. Well, no. No. It doesn't work that way. That that's what I'm saying. Oh, okay. I is see that what you're saying. The, the, what you can use as your thirty-five thousand dollar camera is not a one-to-one comparison of your quote four K display eight hundred dollars cell phone. Mm-hmm. It's not. It's not one-to-one. Okay. Well, I see the what quality you're is very good, but it is not a. Now watch the the television station save thirty-four thousand two hundred dollars real quick. That would be really it doesn't bizar- work that way. That would be really bizarre right. if like the way they, they yeah. they'll pan back occasionally and show the guy on the camera and instead of behind one of those four units he's just somebody's just standing there with one of those smoothie <laughs> the thing that hold you put a camera in and yeah exactly wand it around yeah <laughs> that would be bizarre yeah, very weird playing games with people around the globe making friends around the globe that's really cool that you can do that now that that just to have that technology right in your hand i've got facebook friends that are around the globe and it is really cool i'm in contact with uh with uh, my family again it's it's in contact easy to be with uh my kids again because i've got two of my kids that are you know, on the other side of the country so i mean yeah, yeah there are definitely good things about it it's easier to network, both for fun and profit, uh, with this technology that you have right in your hand. I love that at a blink of an eye, you and I can call and even video chat with somebody instantaneously. Yeah. With my wife and her friends as users of a service locally where it is video chat because we need to use sign language, it's awesome. That it's, would be, yeah. It, and it, it about instantly that. changes the game. Again, the problem comes down to habits. Mm-hmm. Uh, knowing when to say when and doing it regularly. It's it's just like anything else. Again, it's diet of the mind. Right. No, I absolutely agree. Bad things about phones, it's the social media. People, they're proving, are more alone now than ever because they've lost the ability to just, or they're losing the ability to just interact face-to-face. It's, it's, it's more uncomfortable. It's the worst thief of time ever. I, I think I proved that just in the first 20 minutes they started talking about here when I just kept getting sidetracked. I mean, I know that one of my worst problems is time management. And I know that one of the biggest things is my lack of discipline when it comes to being on my phone. Did you know that the average workplace now, at least according to what the studies are out now, which I'm a little bit dubious of, but the fact is that Workers in a general workplace will now waste between two and two and a half hours of their day flittering in and about social media when it is allowed either inside of their own computer system at their workplace or via their cell phone. And That would I, enrage I, me if that was my, uh, my employees. Uh, when it should. 
Yeah. It absolutely yeah. should. If you could walk up to anybody and go, hey, I'll tell you what, I'm going to not pay you for two and a half hours today. Is that cool? <laughs> Is that all right with you? And the answer would be no, that's not cool with me. Right. And that's what, it's the flip test concept yeah. where you really do need to do that. I would never want to work in a workplace where they go, okay, starting Thursday morning, no cell phones. Okay, that's not going to work for me. Right. I, I, I'll, I'll gladly give my cell phone and maybe in a repository. Mm-hmm. And then when I want to go out for the smoke break I haven't taken for 21 years yeah. inside of my workplace. Yeah. Then I'll grab it then. But no cell phone? No, we're not doing that. Frankly, I don't know how my wife and I would function, mostly because we need to have that video interaction when we are well, yeah, with each other. Yeah, you really, you, there's no way around it. That that being said, that's an anomaly. I hate it when people use anomalies to make a, a, a standard course of action. And my case is not the standard course of action. And there are places, workplaces now, where you show up mm-hmm. and your phone goes in the dump. It, you, you do not take your cell phone with you. That or it gets turned off and you do not turn it on. If you turn it on, then there is a camera someplace watching. Yeah. And if you sit on your cell phone, then you are docked a day's pay or whatever the process is. Right. Those places do exist. I, mean, I, kind, of think, a, I kind of think that's fair. That's fair. There, there's, a, there's a workplace downtown, which I can't describe, uh-huh. that you walk in the place and there is a field generator. What? So your phone will not work. Wow. You you get nothing. You are Willy wonka when you walk in. That would make me nervous to be in that field. Well, uh, th- again, there's a phone there, and it's that la- landline that's right there. All you got to do is pick it up and dial. Yeah. No, that part doesn't make me nervous. The part that makes me nervous is that, they're, that I'm in this uh, electronic field. I've, I'm to the point now where when I'm not on my phone, like when I'm sleeping, my phone's about two feet away. It's, it's at the end of my arm. I don't want it any closer to my head. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're not doing this, do this now. If it doesn't bother you, turn your blue light filter off on your phone. I haven't had mine on in months. I don't miss it. That light they're proving is doing damage to your eyes. It is way too bright. I'm no, I don't know I'll if you do that. or not. I, I, I don't turn my phone up a whole super bright anyway. But Well, I drive around at night. I've got mine down pretty muted. Right, but if you're driving, you shouldn't be looking at your cell phone display. Well, that is very true. Whoops. Whoops. <laughs> So you're I'm the usually, guy. I'm not moving when I'm doing it, though. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, just just buy that, okay? There's a piece of negative that's missing from your equation there, and one of the big negatives is you are not interacting. If you could just sit and look at a screen from the time that you wake up mm-hmm. to the time that you just fall back into or lay back into bed yeah. and go to sleep, you're not interacting. You will not have as robust a life as if you were not holding your cell phone 24-7. Oh, I agree. I, I just, there's no, as much as, say, I don't know, a 15-year-old daughter would like to explain it that way, <laughs> that's not how that's not how life works. Yeah. You cannot possibly no, sit in front not- of a screen 24-7 and, 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 and just sit there and do nothing but tap keys back and play games and right. read pages and, and postings and, and ogle photographs. Well, can't be that. No, no, I, I got a story to tell you. First off, you're absolutely right. One of my other points, uh, another points was it's making kids fat and lazy and that is killing imagination. Yes. And both of those scare totally the agree. crap out of me. They're proving that imagination is dropping off in school because the things that the kids are engaging in doesn't engage their imagination. I've got this idea for a class where you walk in and everybody sits down and then the teacher throws out a concept to the kids. And maybe it's something as weird out of left field as what would happen if all of our legs bent the other direction? Okay, and then the kids go, hmm, okay, and then they break into discussion groups, and most of the rest of the class is just them going back and forth. Well, what would that be like? What would, how, how would things would be designed? What would things look like? 
And then at the end, you get back and you discuss your results in front of the class. It's just what if. It's nothing but just thinking outside of the box. That would be great if they could do that. But what you were talking about as far as your kids, I remember this. I was, uh, at the time, my daughter Krista was about, what was she? She would have been about 12 or 13. Krista comes up to me, her and her uh, cousin. They're about 12, 13 years old. I'm laying on the couch reading the paper. And they walk up and they're like, we're bored. We don't know what to do. So... I'm thinking to myself, okay, well, what did I do as a 13, 14-year-old boy? And I started throwing out options, and of course, nothing. Home shot down. Yeah, nothing has to do. Finally, Krista says to me, she says, Dad, everything we do today revolves around technology. And I look at both of them, just disgusted. I said, then you're both lame. And I said, go play. Because <laughs> that, that's, that's what our parents would have done. Just go outside and play. Entertain yourself. Yeah, 12 years old, you know where I was? On a bike. Yeah, exactly. You know when I was at home? Never. Yeah, never. I, I take that back, except for video games. But the video games, you weren't tethered to anything. You had whatever choices you had, and we had a pretty robust video um, game selection option. Did you also play board games? Because I'm, yes. I'm a little older than you. We played board games like yeah. when it was raining. I also, uh, at my, night. my best friend back then, his family was steeped in card play. Okay. And I didn't play things like Pinochle and... No. Uh, Jim Rummy. Yes. Yeah. That one I learned. Oh, that one's fun. No. I, I didn't have any of that. Hearts, yeah, none of that. No. Uh -uh. I, I didn't know any of that, but they would just spend hours and hours. But what also came with that was incredible table discussion. Yeah. Just where you happen to be sitting in proximity, literally across from somebody, yeah. and you have a conversation as opposed to face shoved in phone, neck bent down, shoulders slumped. I pick up old folks, just let's be completely honest, fairly regularly from casinos downtown. And it makes me sad because invariably the conversation will come out that they're there because they needed to get out of the house and there was nothing to do. And I know they're spending money that they don't have. And a lot of them, sometimes they'll throw away a couple hundred dollars a night. Like, where are you getting this money? And then I asked them, I said, let me ask you a question. What did you do before casinos came along? And then they'd say things like, well, we'd go over to each other's house and we'd have card parties and we'd do this and we'd do that. And I said, well, why don't you do it again? There's nothing stopping you from doing it. It's like, I remember that. I remember more uh, my parents era, but yeah, people would go over to people's houses, they'd play games. It's like when you only had three or four channels, you had to entertain yourself. You're going into a movie, no, you had to go out to a movie. Yeah. So people it's, entertain themselves at home. Yeah, the, the options piece comes down to habits, too. Right. Where the example is, I'll get home tonight, let's be kind and say 10 o'clock, mm -hmm. and I have about two hours to spend with my wife before I know she needs to go to sleep. Mm-hmm. And then if I needed to, I could stay up a little bit longer, but I'm not going to. Right. When, when she goes to sleep, I typically go to sleep. Okay. And so what are we going to do for those two hours? Well, I mean, there's a whole bunch of options. Yeah. Uh, but many of them are either sitting in front of a screen or talking about our day mm -hmm. or going to check out what groceries we've got or what we need to go make a shopping list together. Mm -hmm. Those are things that we do, and those are typically things that we do when it's just about time to turn in. Okay. And so there's our options. We right. we are decidedly, I won't say anti-social, but we are not generally social. Mm -hmm. uh, my wife is not a driver, so that makes it real easy for her. Right. The interaction that she does have with her friends, especially her deaf friends, is done with that, that video conferencing that I talked right. about. Right, yeah. And that's an interesting measure on its own, where I'll walk in and she's sitting in a chair, and in front of her is a conference room filled with five people on video. Mm. And either they're talking or... They're busy. She'll be working on a craft or something. And it's just that she's got a camera on in front of her so that when something strikes her, somebody grabs her attention or whatever, they can just have a conversation as if they were sitting in the same room. 
Well, see, that part blows me away because I can't imagine sitting in like a split screen, like there's five people up yeah. there and they're all signing at the same time. No, they're not all signing at the same time. Okay, because I, I don't know how you can do that. No, it's, like, <laughs> it, it's, not, it's not like five people talking at the same time. It's just they're all in the same environment. In fact, none of them may be talking. I oh, walked okay. in there where she's working on whatever craft she is and I look at the screen and there's five other people that are on the screen and they're not doing anything. They're just doing whatever they're doing inside their house, wherever it might be, whether it's in California, whether it's Wisconsin, whether it's North Carolina, whether it's mm-hmm. somewhere else in Missouri, they're all able to just connect and, and essentially socialize. Okay, now that obviously is then a really good thing with technology as far as that's going along. I, I would agree in most cases, but I mean, if, if what that means is that my wife sits on her ass uh-huh. and does her crafts yeah. and doesn't get up and move or do something for hours at a time, yeah. then I call that falling into the, into the negative category. Yeah, you're right. You're and, right. and telling my wife, uh, again, she's got a reader's level of probably fourth grade. Mm-hmm. She's got a good comprehension level, but when I say the words diet of the mind, mm-hmm. that switch doesn't flip on. Yeah. It, it's that, you know, you literally have to say, this is a bad habit. And that doesn't mean that I, I, don't, want her to under, I don't want her to think that the event of sitting with five other people in video conference is bad, because mm-hmm. it's not. Right. Sitting with five people in video conference where very little happens for two, three hours at a time, not good. Yeah. I will not be drugged into the discussion where, no, that's still good. So, no, uh, sorry, I don't buy that. Okay. Well, I don't, obviously, I don't buy that. Being able to be reached anywhere, being pressured by loved ones, significant others, bosses to be 100% accessible, tied to the office, yeah. that's not good. That, that, yeah. that, that's taking the, down the quality of life. Being okay. able to be reached anywhere. That's bad. I can remember a time less than a decade ago. I know what you're going to say. Where if I'm driving down the street and I don't have a cell phone on my hip to be called, mm-hmm. the world continues to spin. It's amazing how it did, didn't it? Just for years and years and years, we all got by fine. The, the instance that I cannot not be connected for the span of 25 minutes times two as I drive someplace, we have got to arrest that. Yeah. It, it is, not only is it prevalent as functionality and technology I won't say encroaches on the car because I get the marrying of the two. I get mm-hmm. it. Yeah. And there's even some functionality inside of car, uh, Bluetooth, and cell phone interaction that I do like a lot. That's what I was going to say because I spend most of my time listening to music or comedy. Right. And I love that. What I don't love is that it still means that you are connected, that the span of time and hours that you spend connected, yeah. those never get smaller. They right. only continue to get larger as you stay awake. And I vote that that's a bad thing, even though I, especially when, when cell phones and I remember even before there was video inside of your cell phone experience, mm-hmm. I can remember very much so where that thing was just on me. Yeah. And I had my little looks like a, looks like a firearm holster mm-hmm. where my, where my phone lived, where the little I remember magnet the, I remember top the holsters. The, yeah. Yeah. Where my little magnet top would flip open and I can have it in my hand in a second and flip it open and now we're good to go. <laughs> and I'm like, man, that's really cool. I can have my phone in an instant. Yeah. And that was really awesome when I thought I was more important because of it. <laughs> and now it's not fun. <laughs> it's just not. It, yeah. It, b- b- being able to go, oh, I don't know. Let's just call him. And the expectation that you will then instantly pick up an answer. Yeah. That has got to be arrested. Oh, it has to be, because it's just rude. The only thing that's worse than that, and you've mentioned it, and yeah. I, I will mention it, is the, when the workplace is tied through. Yes. I have been able to spend 19 years of my 20 years at a workplace mm-hmm. completely untethered from regular email uh, connectivity. Mm-hmm. 
apparently just by chance. Oh, really? Because now you have to? And I've been asked recently to get email on my phone, and I get it. Mm-hmm. There's, there's no doubt that I am more connected. Right. I, I can't possibly say that I am not more connected. Right. Totally true. Yeah. Here's the problem. It's my cell phone, for mm-hmm. one. It's not being paid for at all. There's no percentile. There's no piece, part. There's no nothing. It's just me paying for my cell phone. Yeah, I agree with you. If they're going to do that, they should take part of the bill. Okay. Something. So, all right. Uh, the, the second part is even more important, though, where I, I do not currently work in a position where, my God, the building's on fire. Where's Wilkerson? Yeah. I don't have that job. Yeah. And I haven't for a very long time. And you don't want it. Well, not only that, if there's a fire, mm-hmm. then call me. Right. Wilkerson, the house, the building is on fire. Oh, I'll be right there. Or, okay, I'll intervene with a interdiction remotely from my computer system or something. Yeah. Call me. Yeah. Do not drop me an email. Yeah. Right. The veracity and the priority level of is something on fire? Is it an emergency if something doesn't happen? I, I, I can't put it onto an email. I can't. Right. I can't. If if the building is coming down around us, you cannot drop an email to somebody and go, well, why didn't they answer instantaneously? I think my most important piece here is the priority piece, where I get things are on fire. It is an emergency. Something's got to be done right now. I don't have any problem with that. Mm-hmm. You've got my cell phone number. I've had the same cell phone number for almost 18 years. Good for you. Hey, have at it. Call me. You've got my cell phone. I don't care what level you are in the organization. Give me a call. I got my cell phone. If I can help you, I will. Right. Especially if it's an emergency. Right. But don't drop me an email. Because if the place is burning to the ground. Well, yeah. If it is so vital that I be connected and do something, Mm -hmm. then you call. Right. You don't wait for me to, oh, look, I've got an emergency email. I'm so glad that I keep looking at it every second of my life. And that, that priority piece, that's the piece that bothers me. The other one that bothers me about priority is when you've now self-imposed priority because you are tethered to your workplace. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't do this often, mostly because I don't have a lot of social friends that are in the position of, oh, my God, the building's on fire. Do something. Mm-hmm. But what I would like to ask those people, because I know some of them do listen to your program, right. is, okay, the building's on fire. You get an email. Are you responding? Well, no, I, I'm not that guy. Then why is it you pick up your phone every time you hear an email chime? Like, because you're just programmed that Absolutely. Way. It's habit. Exactly. This, this all gets back to the habit and the diet of the mind. Yes. Uh, a really great sample is podcasting in general. Mm-hmm. One of the things that we have when we podcast, not just your show, but every show, right. is we turn our cell phones either off or we put it on silent and we put it on a piece of foam. Mm-hmm. So that unless you're using it as notes, which is the old... You know, the old caveat. Yeah, yeah. No, I've got to look at it because I've got I've got to look at my notes. Okay, fine. We'll do that. That's fine. Yeah. But just look at it for your notes. I don't want to detect you when I'm talking. You're over there flipping through Facebook or whatever. I don't want to see it. No. And that's intentional. It's it's attention span. If during the, the course of recording a podcast, which can last between 25 minutes and, I don't know, an hour and a half, mm-hmm. if you can't pay attention that long, we got bigger problems. Yeah. And I'm not charging you enough money. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's really what it comes down to. Yeah. And that's what all this is about is what value do you put on the time that you have utilizing the devices you have access to? Yeah. The biggest proliferation right now, and I note that it's not on your list and we're focusing on cell phones. Mm-hmm. But right now I can go I can call my 
uh, office automation device here. Right. And I can say, call Wade. Mm-hmm. And it will dial your phone number from that device. Okay. I don't have to do anything else. I just tell it that. Okay. Okay. So there's more access. It's another access point. Right. That people, probably most people don't know that, but you can. Your your Google Assistant, your Echo device from Amazon, all of them. Right. As long as the settings are appropriate, you can connect to your phone right now mm-hmm. and call whomever you'd like just by saying their name that is inside of your, your contact list. I voice dial constantly. Yeah. I have to. Yeah. I'm always mobile. Sure. Yeah. So, the difference is that you can do it on your home automation system now. That I, I don't, I don't in have in the middle of, of my theater, and I go in my theater. I say the word A L E X A. I won't say it. So those of you that are listening and have a device and <laughs> activate, but A L E X A. This was when my dad was alive. But call Fred. Uh huh. And so in the middle of my theater, while I'm waiting for my wife to make some popcorn or go to the restroom or whatever else, yeah. I can go call Fred, and my A L E X A will call my dad. Huh. Okay. That's what we've come down to, and it's a matter of choosing and using, and when that's appropriate, utilizing it. So once again, it comes back to discipline. Yes. Yeah. As opposed to it being stuck in your hand because it's stuck in your hand, and it is now trained on your face, insert period of time. What what there needs to be at some point what we're talking about, and there, there hasn't been, and I'm really amazed that cell phones have become just everywhere, and there's never been any type of a code... Of, uh, of ethics, of, of personal use, respect for other people's space that's ever been implied. Like, it's insane to me that you'll be in, a, in, in like, a, a gas station or something, you'll hear some guy talking on his phone at the toilet. It's like, what the hell is wrong with you? That's just gross. I wouldn't want to have a conversation with you if that's what you were doing. And in restaurants, why? Why are you talking? Why are you not t- talking to the person that's right across from you? Why do I have to hear your conversation? And it's it's just between that and just constantly feeling like the, the the part that blows me again. Once again, this would come back to ethics. Is it's like you're driving around and like we we're saying, you're tethered to your phone. If you don't answer your phone and you, the people that you know that you that you have your phone on, the first thing they're going to see when they see you is why didn't you answer your phone? I didn't know that I had to. I thought it was up to me to decide whether or want not I needed to talk to somebody. Well, not to be too pointed because you have asked me this. Mm-hmm. When someone walks up to you and you say, they say, did you get my message? Mm-hmm. Can you just tell me what it is you were going to talk about and we can kill it in the middle? Mm, yeah. I've done that to you, haven't I? Yes. Sorry. My, well, apo- my apologies. That's right. You're not the only person. And I. it's just a matter of course. And I don't take any offense to it. Okay. But just think about what you're talking about. Rather than going... Uh, hey, I gave you a call at 3 o'clock, and did you get my message? Mm-hmm. Okay, well, you've just wasted four seconds of a discussion where you could have said, hey, I was wondering if you like donuts. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, now you're going to get the answer rather than us focusing on a message that you left. I'm happy to go back and listen to my messages on my phone, but if I don't pick up, it's like, maybe that's something I should put inside of my cell phone, greeting slash messages. Hey, thanks for calling Mike Wilkerson's phone. Uh, you've reached me when I'm unable unable to answer the phone. Don't leave a message. Just call me right back. Thanks. Something. Yeah, that's a thought. That and is be- a thought. Because as as much as everybody wants to, quote, use it as a, an answering machine, what mm-hmm. I never want is, oh, you mean your rambling message where you spoke for almost eight and a half minutes telling me something? Didn't get to the point. Why don't you just tell me what it is now? Or uh, what I, the way I've begun combating it, I think I've only done it with you once. Okay. Someone will go, oh, here, why don't you do it for me? Hey, Wade, what's going on? Did you get my message? Oh, no, but I- I'll tell you what. Why don't I whip out my cell phone, grab it out of my bag, and uh, I'll call up my voicemail, 
and I'll listen to your aimless message for three and a half minutes, and then we can talk about it. Cool? People, are you getting the sarcasm that's just dripping from this man's that's mouth? That's what I'm talking about. But no, about. you're right. No, you, you are. You're right. You are right. There's no reason to ask me, did you get my message? Yeah. The, 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 the question should be, hey, I had a question about blah. You got a minute? Yeah. Now, there is one thing that I think that you could waste four seconds on, and I think that, once again, it comes back to personal etiquette, and that says, Mike, do you have a second? Ask for that person's time. Sure. Uh, do you have a second? Can I talk to you about something? As and long then, as and it's then... a question. This is something else that drives me crazy, too. Huh. Hey, I've got a question. I would really like to know if you stole my wallet. Okay, well, <laughs> okay, you, yeah. you know, did, did I give you permission, or did you just say it to say Just it? launched into it. Uh, th- th- those those are tiny little pet peeves. I almost hate admitting those. But it really is true. Hey, have you got a minute? You know what? I don't. Can you come back in about 10 minutes? Yeah. Oh, sure. No problem. Hey, problem solved. Right. But hey, have you got a minute? I was wondering if... Well, in other words, uh, wait uh, to find uh, out. Yes, Do absolutely. you have a minute or not? You being in proximity of me and looking like you might get my attention right now mm-hmm. does not instantly mean that I'm going to give you my attention right now. Right. We're all uh, busy. Have that yeah. kind of respect. So yeah, at that, some point there needs to be some type of a code of ethics of etiquette. That's actually the word, the code of etiquette that we all learn and follow when it comes to cell phones. Well, and that's what scares me about social practices with cell phones. The sample is my daughter. My daughter, we waited until incredibly late to get her involved in a cell phone experience. Good for you. That was actually the, a good the, thing. The first, the first quote, cell phone experience that we had was her playing Angry Birds on my dad's phone. Hmm. That was, I think she was seven. Eight. Oh, okay. Okay. So, thumbs up, awesome. And that was very interesting talking to grandma because she would call grandma on the landline. Mm-hmm. So that means that she can't go talk in private with grandma in her bedroom. She's got wherever, however long the cord was. Right. She'll at least have that experience where her kids, there's no way. Yeah. There, no. there will be no corded phones at I don't remember all. the last time I used a corded phone. Yeah. Well, and I, so I wanted her to have that experience, but I also wanted to just be able to get her so when the phone rings, you know that the phone's ringing and you have to go answer the phone and pick it up and stick your, your face to the side of the phone and answer the phone. Yeah. So she got to the cell phone game incredibly late. But it's prolific now. Mm-hmm. It's where we've installed some software, which is something we'll talk about inside of the solutions part of what we're going to talk about today. Okay. But if I let her, she would be on the cell phone 24-7. She, mm-hmm. would, she would stay awake mm-hmm. and sit there and giggle and look and mm-hmm. gawk and text yeah. and interact and make goofy movies and everything else and send those back and forth every single minute of her yeah. existence. Yeah, yeah. And that's something we you must put the brakes on, especially as a parent. Right. The This kind of bleeds into the, the same ridiculum. When you walk into a restaurant, the first activity the parent needs to not do when you walk into a restaurant, do not, under any circumstances, whip out your cell phone, pull open a game, and hand it to your kid. Yeah. Talk to your child. Worse yet, don't whip out the pair of tablets that you brought with you. See that a lot. That, that a lot. I, the first time I saw that, I could not quite believe my eyes. I'm like, I, I didn't say anything because mm-hmm. I'm, I, I would definitely ask questions. Yeah. But I'm not that kind of hey. Right. That's a great asshole parenting yeah. move. I'm not that guy. <laughs> but that that blew me away. Yeah. That I could see somebody walking with an extra bag that clearly is the tablet bag. Yeah. Into a restaurant where they sit the they sit the kids. They've got three kids. Mm-hmm. They sit the two kids down. The baby kid that's put into a high chair gets the cell phone. They whip open this looks like a laptop bag, but not really. Mm-hmm. And out come the dual tablets that are then handed to the children. Yeah. 
and you got to be kidding me. And it's like, I could not believe that I saw that. And it's like, okay, why did you just take your family out to eat? Yeah, absolutely. You basically took your family out to eat so you don't have to cook at home. So now what happens when you try and take the tablets when it's time to eat? Yeah. When thankfully we left before then, yeah. because I can't imagine what that experience was like. It was at a, uh, it's not one of the large chain pizza places. It was, uh, you know, a local pizza place that has tables and waiters and blah. So I, I can't even imagine what it was like taking the devices from them. If they need and have been uh, seasoned to get devices when they get places to keep their attention span. Yeah. I can't imagine what extracting those things is like when it's time to eat. It's not time to push pause on, on Candy Crush. Yeah. It's time to not have the tablets in front of you. They go back in the bag, and then you eat, you know, the, the whole living thing. Yeah. And then maybe a conversation with mommy or daddy. That would be awesome. Yeah, exactly. We need, it needs to come back. You actually need to take yeah. the time and, and the work. Yeah. I listen to a lot of comedians, like I told you, and there's one, I can't remember his name, I think it's like Lucy Kenny, who talks about, he said, watch this. He do, said, do this sometime. Watch out, walk up behind your kids when they're watching their show. Don't say anything. Just turn the TV off. Watch their reaction. They, 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 they positively freak out. Ask yourself a question. Is that a good thing? Yeah. That's not a good thing. That's like yanking the drugs away from yeah. a drug addict. Yeah, to, to, again, to bend back to the demon Facebook, mm -hmm. there was a video that I saw recently. And inside of there is this tiny child, mm. maybe 18 months, mm -hmm. and just all kind of crabby pants in daddy's arms. And then mommy pushes play on rap music. <sighs> now, I, I love myself a good rap every now and then. Okay. Uh, but you got to be kidding me. Right. What are you doing? Uh, you, you, you are, it's Pavlov's dog. Mm-hmm. The music is on, the kid shuts up and kind of bounces the music. Awesome. Right. The problem is that eventually you can't have music on 24-7. Right. Are you going to put headphones on the kid? Right. And he's just going to be listening to music, and maybe he'll know that you need his attention span. I, that all of that is alien to me. I don't get it. I it, don't get any of that. It, it's just it's the more and more of the lax parenting it just keeps coming back to that. It, it's a cute Facebook video. Yeah, but it's completely destructive. I mean, I, I that that impact piece is something that we also talked about in that conversation we had today, which is you sitting in a in a ring of four friends, and if all of your friends take a moment to look at their phone 10 times during going out for beers or right. going out to eat or something. Is that a problem or, or isn't it? They're not, they're, they're not seeing that because I know exactly what we're talking about. Cause I see it all the time. Like when my wife and I'll go out and there's a, like I said, I remember there was this young couple across from us and they both, they're on a date and they both have their phones out and they're going back and forth to their phones. It's like, just put Alien your damn phones down Alien and just to talk to right. each other. Well, see, a restaurant, just like this this family that was out, I'm kind of the opposite of that. By the way, yeah, we, I know, yes, we, I know, Sandra, I had my phone out. <laughs> <laughs> where where we get someplace and your phone doesn't come out. Right. There are three people at the table. There are at least three menus. There's at least the decor to look at. And then mm. we're going to have food here in the next eight minutes. Right. So let's pay attention. Right. And let's have some dinner and some family interaction time. Right. Let's talk to each other about what's going on in our lives. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it, it, that is a that is a piece of the American lexicon that uh, I think the world lexicon probably Oh, no, it is. I it think is it's Western civilization. Yeah. disappearing. Yeah. No, it really it is. It is an endangered species. And guys, if, if, it, if, if it's rusty, if it feels uncomfortable... Don't worry about it. It's like riding a bike. You, you'll you you'll have a few awkward moments, but then you just launch into it. Remember, you love these people. They're in your life. You know things about them. 
Start sharing your life. Start asking questions. You'll have a conversation before you know it. You have a relationship again. I think I think we're coming to a conclusion that there is good and bad from this technology. But the bad part, the thing that we're addressing inside this show today, is that there needs to be discipline. Okay, there needs to be discipline for you. Mm-hmm. There needs to be discipline for your children mm-hmm. as well. And I have, like I said, suggestions uh, that I believe will help with that. Well, sure. Yeah. This is the Wade Sense method of breaking the cell phone addiction. And it goes hand in hand, obviously, with social media. People talking about your kids. These are your children. You're responsible. You're the boss. You can take the phones away, but at the same time, explain what's going on. But be firm. Break the addiction now. You heard what I told you about there being an actual drug being released by your brain it's an addiction. Stop it now. Do your children that favor. Yeah. The times I've had interviewing with my daughter, it's always been about being obsessed. And you start using the word obsession and even the word addiction. I would use obsession beforehand because it's not healthy to be obsessed about really anything. Yeah. They're, they're a fat, I think a they go hand in fascination. hand. Okay. But when you're spending an inordinate amount of time focusing on something or mm-hmm. someone or that's obsessing. one activity, that's yeah. obsessing and it's not healthy. No. And that's that's how I've always been able to strike some chord of common sense with her. Mm-hmm. Um, that and then implementing the software that we're going to talk about. Those two things have been really, really helpful. Okay. Go ahead. You talked about the software. The software, and again, there's probably, when I went researching them, there's probably 10 different softwares that I would recommend. Okay. We'll put a link to some of the ones that I would tell you to go and use on the website, but the the one I would tell you to look at and and focus on specifically right now is called Screen Time. It's from a company called Screen Time Labs. They're based in the UK. And what I really liked and where I know I've gotten the most use out of it is uh, one, there is an unlimited user license that's made available for, at the time of this recording, $40 annually. Okay. So for those that are that's curious, that's good, $40 that's divided by 12. Yeah. Okay. Not only is it reasonable, it's stupid cheap. For what it does for you, it is stupid cheap. Oh, it's, yeah. It is, it is common sense and the features are awesome, which we're going to talk about right now. Okay. The first feature that I absolutely loved and want and everybody should want is, okay, I've just completed cooking dinner. My wife is downstairs with her video friends, video friending, blah, whatever. <laughs> yeah. My daughter is downstairs checking out Instagram, taking pictures of the cats, blah, whatever. Uh-huh. That's fine. And I've just finished dinner, and so it's time for dinner. I whip open my phone. Uh-huh. I hit one button. Uh-huh. All the screens that are on any tablet, computer, or cell phone that I've designated instantly go blue. And now they know. I can even put a message in there. So if our house is just not that big, so yeah, I can just yeah. go, hey, it's time to eat, except right. my wife. But yeah. she knows that when the screen yeah, goes blue, it's like, okay, time to eat. That's worth it for me, period. That's If that great. was only it, that's it. I can just see my, I can just see my, son, my grandson shrieking. Right. This was, uh, this was bred by the fact that I spent almost 25 minutes one day trying to grab the phone from my... 
you know, chimpanzee strength daughter. <laughs> and I said, I'm not going to do this again. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm, I am not going to wrestle you. Right. I'm not going to risk injuring you because I'm going to pry the cell phone out of your hand. Yeah. We're not going to do this. Wow. So there's two weeks off the phone. Have mm-hmm. a good time. Mm-hmm. By the way, for those that are curious, you can call your cell phone, cell phone provider and tell them to turn a phone off for two weeks and they're happy to oblige you. I did not know that. You can tell them uh, number 1466. I'd like that not turned on for the next two weeks. Cool. They say, no problem, sir. Off. Wow. No extra charge, no restoration fee, nothing. Oh, no, that's sweet. Somebody yeah. had parents when they thought, or yeah. someone had kids when they thought of that. Uh, I thought it was extraordinary, and I, frankly, it was a bluff. I said, look, if you don't give me this cell phone, I'm calling T-Mobile, and I'm going to shut your phone down. Uh-huh. And I thought that that would, that would be the, okay, daddy, I'm so sorry. Uh-huh. Well, I didn't get it. And I said, okay, no problem. Google speak button. Dial, uh, dial T-Mobile. T-Mobile rings up. Uh-huh. Oh, hey, Yaminia, whatever, yeah. your na- whatever her name was. Yeah. Hey, I'd like you to shut down line 1466. Why don't we make it a week? And I, in the background, I can hear my daughter going, a week? And I go, how about two weeks? And so that's what we did. It was off for two weeks. Uh, she was holding a brick. Yeah. Uh, this is the paperweight. It, 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 it's still a phone. Right. It will allow her to do kind of goony stuff that doesn't allow connecting to the internet, which is not a whole lot nowadays. No, no, it's not. But it was a brick. It, yeah. it did nothing for her. It provided no satisfaction. And it, it there's there's your free line of don't need to go get a program. Now, what screen time does is it actually logs when they're looking at the screen. Regardless of who it is, whether it's you, whether it's your wife, whether it's your kid. Oh, I like both these features. This is a good idea. Yeah. No, it's, it's wonderful because imagine if you could get to the end of the week and you look at your own phone and you mm-hmm. go, my God, 37 hours? You know, w- would that strike anybody? Yeah. Because it's not an hour. Now, it's can not you, a can, couple of now, hours. Hold on. Can you specialize it so that you know... What it was that it was. Yes. Okay. So yeah. that's what I would love tells to know you, how much time you, I'm wasting on social media. Yeah. Tells you the app that's being uh, focused on. Tells you. It, th- th- there's a whole series of reporting things that are all there for any user what, that you what, want. What is this app called? It's called Screen Time. Oh, I'm getting it. From Screen Time Labs. I'm getting it. It's incredibly inexpensive. The user setup is very straightforward. And I've only scratched the surface on the features that are available. Mm-hmm. Also, it's not just a penalty system. This is the other reason I was. I wanted is because I wanted her to understand, even though we'd already crossed the bridge of give me your cell phone or I'm turning that off. Yeah. That it is a reward system. And the reward system works like this. You can designate a series of tasks that then give them more screen time. Hmm. So if you've designated six hours, let's say that they can spend doing things and you can pick which things they can do and which things they can't. You can block apps. You can block the play store. You can block iTunes. You can block whatever you want. That's amazing. The reward system works like this, though. If on there it says, uh, pick up your room and tell daddy. Okay, and you get 15 extra minutes. So she picks up her room, and she comes and tells me, and then she pushes the button, and I authorize it for an extra 15 minutes. And so you multiply that by, let's say, four tasks. Okay, now she's got an extra hour based on things that she's doing, based on a reward system. How long have you been doing this? uh, For three months. How's it working? Well, very Good. well. Awesome. Now, th- there is a caveat. The caveat is that if you have a user that is smart, mm-hmm. my daughter, mm-hmm. you must install the program, not just the app. Because otherwise, if you're a user on the phone and you go, man, I hate this app, uninstall. Okay, Ooh. well, it comes off. Yeah. 
So you have to actually download the software program, uh-huh. run it with your permissions from your cell phone on their device, uh-huh. and then it's it needs a password to be uninstalled. So that was the first learning curve was I five minutes. Oh, that's the other thing is that if that happens, the system tells you. Chelsea, when you're listening to this, please <laughs> do this for Donnie's phone, please. Yeah, there's no question. $40 across a year of time, and I, I'm, I'm assuming that pricing is still the same, mm-hmm. but $40 across a year of time for peace of mind. Now, don't get me don't get me wrong. It was not instantaneously, oh, Daddy, thank you for this wonderful program. Oh, no. There she was... still hates it. Yeah, she still hates of it. Of course she would. What child would be Daddy, happy about Daddy, that? Daddy, my six and a half hours are up. Oh, well, how many rewards have you done? Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. And so now it becomes about rewards, reluctant rewards. Mm-hmm. But it becomes a reward system based inside of something that's helping you control the time on the phone. And when the time is gone, mm-hmm. the time is gone. That's it. That's it. Yeah. You wait until the next re-up system or mm-hmm. they do something cool or you just choose to change it, which you can. You have all that control. Mm. Uh, and again, that's only scratching the surface on the feature sets that are involved. There's all kinds of nuance. There's all kinds of settings that you can take advantage I'd of. I'd probably never get past any of that. Just just what you've told me so far would be great enough. Well, yeah, the first one with the blue screen. I'm in. Here's yeah. your, here's my take my money. Yeah, exactly. That that the first that was it. I, I'm in. Done. The little <laughs> little video that they got on their webpage is super effective. I bet it because is because it just I'm gonna go check it out instantly. It's done. Yeah. There are other programs that are frankly much more expensive that do less. But that one is great. Again, they're based out of the UK. I don't know anything about the track record of the company, but the feature sets inside that program are amazing. You're the boss. Structure your child's yeah. time. Chores, outside play, board games, you know, even video games to some extent, are okay in limited amounts. But it's your kid. Control this. This, this, this app that, that Mike is telling us about is fantastic. I'm definitely going to recommend it to uh, both my daughters that have children that need this in their lives. Mm-hmm. And really, this gets back down to habits. This is enforcing a diet of the mind for everybody that's using a device of any kind. Yeah. The The fact of the matter is my daughter is, I won't say addicted, but she's definitively enjoying her home automation set. She's got a device inside her room, and hers inside her room is called E-C-H-O. So you say that word. Oh, and oh gotcha. it answers, and mm-hmm. she says, play blah, play Lady Gaga. Mm-hmm. And so it will begin shuffling songs by Lady Gaga. Cool. Awesome. Yeah. For a period of time. Or at a certain level, thumbs up. Yeah, Uh I'm okay with that. Okay. Uh, The neat part, though, is that there is a conferencing system between all the devices inside of a given structure. Right. Or a given network. Uh Uh-huh. So that you can intervene and go, in fact, here, let's, I think it'll work. Okay. Let me try it here. Computer. Drop in on Jade's room. Hey, sweetie, what's going on? How are you? Hi, Jade. Don't call me my name. <laughs> That's Mr. Wade. He met you last week, Saturday, at the sale. Hey, I just wanted to call and say hello, and you have a good night. I'll be home soon, okay? Okay. See you, honey. Love you. Computer and call. Okay. Well, that was cool. Yeah. And the, the conferencing system is one of the reasons I definitively wanted to get into devices like this, mm-hmm. is because at a glance... Now, I can, if the settings are set, Uh I can drop in on any device inside, anywhere inside of my house to talk to, in this case, my daughter. Yeah. Done. Don't don't have to, don't have to worry about anything. It it, it announces that I'm listening. 
on her end. So those of you that are going to send us hate mail about me peering in on my daughter audially, <laughs> give me a break. But what happens is on her side, there's a little and the little ring around the top end of the device. Glows. Oh, d- that does that as yeah. well as there. Okay. On there, on that right. ending green, right. Okay. Well, that's cool. No, I don't think so, it's a bad thing at all. No. Uh-uh. Again, it's the ability to connect. It allows you more connectivity. It now, also does that works... work outside the system? Like, if yeah. I had one of those at my house, you could just say, drop can, it on Wade? You can actually install the app on your phone, and as long as I've got my cell phone, it does exactly the same thing. Oh, cool. So, so it, basically, it's the effect of the old two I was used to have. Yes. The difference okay. is that it's all internet-based, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. Anyway, the name of that program, it will link up inside the show notes, is called Screen Time. Folks, let me ask you a question. What was it that you used to do before you found your electronic monkey? Make a list. Okay, for myself, and I found this out recently when I went on vacation uh, back home in North Dakota, I uh, got a book from my brother-in-law. I've been going back, and I've been just constantly reading this series, so I was really looking forward to getting into this book. Once I started reading, I I hardly spent any time playing on my phone other than what I needed to do to check anything. So for me, it's reading. For me, spending time enjoyably, I'm reading. I'm I'm back into books again. I've got a whole pile that I need to catch up on. Whatever it is for you, going for walks, whatever you do that you did that you spent time before you got on your phone, get back to it. Get back to the quality of life that you want to have, that you need to have. We've gone over some things that make sense, I hope. I also wanted to add a few more. Take action. Show your kids, there's something called a a gentleman by the name of Simon Sinek. It's an interview that he did. S-I-M-O-N-S-I-N-E-K. And he talks about just what type of effect social media and your cell phone are having on you and on your social interaction. I think that you need to not only watch it yourself, but watch it with your kids. And if you can, do your children a favor And don't make them social pariahs. See if you can't bring their circle of friends in and show them the same thing. Get the permission from the parents, but interact together. Make this thing happen. Mm -hmm. We want to end this addiction before it gets completely out of control. We're a generation in. We don't want this to just be something that completely takes over. Keep talking to other adults. Keep talking about what it is that you're attempting to do. Any kind of conversation you can get into Alert other adults as to what it is that's happening, because I don't think a lot of people are really thinking in depth. I think we're all vaguely troubled by what's happening with cell phones and with social media, but I don't think we really realize just exactly what kind of effect it's having. So talk to other adults. And the last thing that I would say, talk to your congressman. There needs to be a national movement at this point where we all wake up and realize what it is that we're doing not to ourselves, but also to our children. That's my method. Mike, what do you got to add to that? Is there something I'm missing? I think we've talked about some really great stuff. Again, the, the big one that I get back to is that it's not just your kids. It's very likely you and habits that you have developed. The, the big ones that come to mind are, are you waking up and the first instance thing that you do is reach for either your cell phone a tablet or sit down at a computer system. And while I can't quite equate this to sitting down and reading the newspaper in the morning, because my mm-hmm. dad was huge news junkie. Yeah. Sit so down is my in front old of man. a tablet so is my with, old a man. Hot, yeah. with a hot, uh, hot cup of coffee mm-hmm. and his tablet and this little holder that he had 
and the man would just read himself awesome. You mm-hmm. know, he loved it. He loved interacting with technology. Okay. And that worked for him. And But it was a piece that he knew how to control and shut off. Right. And know not to be available. Mm-hmm. I think the only thing that my dad did was he would answer his cell phone. But there were days, like Sundays, where just, sorry, you're not reaching me. And that's the other thing that I wanted to bring up, too, as we rove into that, is that three times a, a month, don't answer your cell phone. I'm talking the whole day. Wow. That would don't, be hard to do. Don't take it to work. Don't take it when you get home. Don't turn it on. Now, some people can't. I don't have a choice. I have to have it on my because I, I have to be able to interact with customers. I have to be able to call them. For me, I have to be proactive and talk to my customers as soon as I get an order because I have to establish that a relationship where they'll call somebody else. Okay. But I know exactly what you're getting at. I could not agree more. Three times a month, you just, you're not available. They're going to call somebody else. Because if that I, is the case, then I would consider finding another customer. <sighs> if somebody goes, I'm not using Wade because I couldn't reach you on Thursday, mm-hmm. somebody's going to do that. Well, no, no, no. You're misunderstanding what I'm saying. Especially in some parts of the city, they're so used to getting poor service. I'm, I'm not talking about like when you're working. Okay. Obviously, if oh. you are at work as a cabbie, you've got to right. have your cell phone. Duh. Yeah. Okay. I good. get that. Okay, good. You understand uh, that. The, 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 the operative word being work. Mm-hmm. Uh, the example would be my workplace does not require they they would like me to be getting email on my cell phone and not pay for it right but they do not require me to have a cell phone that follows me into the building to use while I'm there mm-hmm. because there is a phone on my desk that I can use anytime that I want right. to make whatever calls I want right and speak to whomever I want on it okay. that is there so I would not need it for general operation. Can so, I ask you a question? How'd you arrive at number three? Because I would have thought four. I would have thought four weeks, four times. You just pick three days. You just pick three days. Okay. Yeah. In fact, very often it's just I've forgotten it, and I don't want to drive home. <laughs> <laughs> so if my entire work day from traditionally seven to about maybe five, uh-huh. if I choose to not go home before coming to the studio, I just I do without. Okay. Now, granted, inside of computerdom and everything else, there's a lot of the same connectivity that's available. Right. So if something else comes up that I need to intervene or do something, well, I've got Messenger, I've got email, mm-hmm. I've got a variety of other things that I can do that fill the void. Right. So I'm not worried about that, but I'm serious. You've got to just be willing to discard it at some point also. And that, see how long it takes. If, if you can't go three hours, there's a problem. Yeah. If there, if you can't, like, you're just sitting there in a chair and you go, man, I, I need my phone. Right. You have a problem. Yeah. There's a big problem. Yes, you do. That is an addiction. It, it would Obsession, me, addiction, whatever. Yeah. I, I've never had the instance of smoking or drinking, mm-hmm. but it's very much the same thing where you go, boy, that dinner was great. Time for a smoke. Yeah, it is. It's exactly okay, well, like that because I was. It's not, though. It needs to not be right. because it's not good for you. Because as we're talking about, is breaking the addiction. Yeah, getting back to what the, the healthy habits, getting back to having a quality of life. Exactly. Right. 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 Folks, I hope that we've helped shed some light. I hope we've given you some ideas. And please, please share this with as many folks as you can. We will be right back to Wade Sense. Wouldn't it be cool if your advertising could last forever? It can, with perpetual advertising. Here's how it works. Magazine, radio, and television ads are efforts that people might see or hear once, and then they're lost forever. 
perpetual advertising provides you with the chance for repeat exposure and replayability weeks, months, even years after it's originally inserted inside a podcast. So even after your advertising is included in a podcast years ago, those efforts are still impactful, providing you with true return on investment. Real impact, thanks to perpetual advertising. Are you ready to change the way you and your company or organization advertises? Find out more and launch a unique perpetual advertising effort right now by visiting twoguystalking.com forward slash sponsors. Thought about a career in voiceover? Need a great cost-effective on-hold message for your organization or business? Don't know where to start? Check out The Voice Farm, your one-stop shop for voiceover needs. Check it out now by accessing The Voice Farm at voicefarmers.com see what difference can be made with a company that is truly outside the box. From the Voice Box, voicefarmers.com. That's voicefarmers.com. It's the question that drives us. What is the podcast matrix? Get your entire podcast library hosted at the podcast matrix. What is the podcast matrix.com? Make your podcast soar with the editor core. The one question every podcaster needs to ask themselves is why am I still editing my own podcast? We all know that editing your own podcast is the worst part of the podcast experience. Get the editing off your plate and reclaim more time to make more content with the editor core. Affordable, talented, experienced podcast editors are ready to take your podcast literally to the next level to make it soar. Make your podcast soar with the Editor Core. EditorCore.com. That's EditorCore.com. And we are back. One of my favorite topics, one place where, back to what we were talking about, I can spend way too much time, but you find some gems, is on YouTube. And on YouTubery this week, I found something that, it was really sweet. This gentleman had a wife, actually at that point, it was his girlfriend, I don't remember what the cause was, but she became paralyzed. And this beautiful woman said, you can't have a quality of life with me, please go on, find somebody else. And he looks at the camera and he says, there was no way that I could walk away from this wonderful woman and look at myself in the mirror for the rest of my life. What he did was he made his wife a series of motorized chairs. And he made one chair that became called the tank chair. And it literally, it's, it's okay, it's a wheelchair, and then it has motorized treads like a tank on it. And this thing went anywhere. I saw it go through water over ground, I mean, all kinds of stuff. And then he made one that was super, uh, supercharged. It was really quick. But what ended up happening out of this, what was beautiful about this, is the chairs that he made, he ended up, he started to make them for veterans coming back from the war that were paralyzed. Mm-hmm. So a really beautiful thing came out of this. That's great. It's called, it's on Happiness Heroes. My other choice, a gentleman by the name of Afroz Shah, A-F-R-O-Z, Shah, S-H-A-H, cleaned over 9,000 tons of plastic garbage that was on the beach in his hometown uh, outside of uh, Mumbai, India. 9,000 tons. 
He just started doing it on his own. Mike, this was garbage that stretched for miles that was five feet high. I don't know how many miles long. It stretched the whole beach upwards of five feet thick. It was absolutely disgusting to see. Mm -hmm. He's cleaning this on his own, and this old man comes up to him, says what he's doing, and he says that he's that he's cleaning the beach, that something's got to be done. The old man, both of them join in. Next thing he knows, he's going door to door, knocking on doors, getting his whole neighborhood in on this. Mm-hmm. It took them, what was it, something like 121 weeks. They cleared away 9,000 tons of trash from the beach. Wow. Absolutely beautiful, beautiful story. But it progressed farther because now he's going around India and he's helping people learn how to recycle Mm -hmm. the trash. He points out the difference between trash and plastic. Mm -hmm. But a really, really cool thing happened. Sea turtles that had been gone for 20 years, because they they couldn't get on this beach, there's no way, came back to the beach and started laying eggs. Mm. And when the eggs hatched, the villagers all walked down and they protected the turtles all the way to the water. It was absolutely beautiful. That was, um, uh, Afraj Shah cleaned 9,000 tons of trash. Where do you take it? Did he say? They brought in trucks. They brought, I mean, everything. Anybody that could use anything, they just, they hauled it away. I'm sure they recycled it. But it took them 121 weeks. But he had people come up and say, why are you doing this? There's, you, you're not going to be, you can't possibly make a dent. But one guy said, I've had enough. And he managed to drag his, his he managed to, to convince her. He, his words provoke his neighbors into coming and help. And they, and they did. I mean, the transformation is absolutely breathtaking. Oh, that's very interesting. Recycling is a very strange game, especially stuff like that where it's just plastic refuse. Everyone is under the impression you can just go and grab plastic and now it's going to be all recycled and everything's great. That, and, that's a mentality that has to change. Yeah, it absolutely has to change. Just because you collect plastics does not instantly mean that all we got to do is drop this off at a place and it'll all get fixed. Right. It's it's a lot deeper than that. The reclamation that we're talking about here, going and getting the actual plastic, is it's not even half the battle. Yeah. It's a piece of the battle for sure. But there's there's a whole lot of different variables that are steeped inside of anything recycling, not Mm -hmm. just plastics. Yeah. And I, I, I would be very interested to know, this is not, I don't want to beat down the guy. Right. I just would like to know where the recycled plastic went to, as opposed to, and we got it to Joe's Refuse Shop. You know, I, I'm going to look into that because actually I would like to know yeah. as well. I'm, well, I'm fairly I, sure. Really, everybody should, because what we don't want is, and so out of the ocean, into a river. Mm, yeah, exactly. Out of the ocean, into the back of a junkyard to sit there and get all wonderful. Well, that's you know, one of the things that he did. He was going into his in the villages that were al- along the shore mm-hmm. that had rivers that emptied into the ocean and helping them stop uh, throwing away the trash. He was, yeah. th- those he was teaching how to recycle as well. Yeah. But hopefully they're going to be continuing to expand the technologies. Remember uh, that show we did a while ago where I told you about the young kid, the 15-year-old that figured out how to successfully recycle uh, styrofoam and turn it into purified carbon or something for filters, for like water filters? Mm-hmm. Well, you can use it anywhere. That was a technology that he just came up with. Mm. So if we look into it, I mean, if they keep looking into it, they've got to be able to do something with this because plastic does not go away. It just yeah. stays forever. Yeah. Those are great picks, Wade. My, my couple here come very recommended. The first one is, of course, the Alex Jones flap. Oh, man, I saw that happen. And it's there are so many shows slash segments slash things that I have watched inside of YouTube over the last 
three or four days about it mm-hmm. that I don't really know where to start. I'll, I'll try and make a list that we'll get to the editors to put inside the show notes. But I wanted to make sure that we just talked about what you're being able to witness live better than a car accident at this point mm-hmm. is the implosion of Alex Jones' perceived reputation yeah. that becomes more popular by the hour pushing people to his own app. Yeah. It, it's it's such a strange sample. I, I don't even I don't even know where to start in regard to discussion, but it's definitively something that we're gonna talk about later mm-hmm. inside of our show series. Okay. Where we can start talking about, you know, what topics to ban or what makes a topic too much. Or that was the thing that something. just was so chilling was it's not just him. They're going after basically anybody that has a conservative platform in um, YouTube, Facebook, Google. Well, They're all going after him. Right. Well, let's be plain, too. I, I don't... Th- there are many tenets of what he talks about that are leaning conservatively, mm-hmm. asterisk. But he's also just like borderline crazy, too. Yes. I mean, th- there's some strange shit that's going on yeah, inside of Alex very. Jones' brain. Yes. Well, uh, let's be plain. Yeah. And, again, they've established terms of service. They've established rules, all of which you can point to and go, okay, well, you broke the rules. Goodbye. You're not on it anymore. And the word that struck me that I don't think we typically hit a vocabulary piece inside of your program. But what struck me is was the word deplatformed. Mm. And I think that we should all open our eyes and realize just how fast you could be deplatformed. Mm. Um, I, I'm reasonably certain you, you, you nor I will ever say anything as crazy as what Alex Jones says. Oh, no. <laughs> but I am reasonably certain that we have opinions that we hold at least as strong as yeah. Alex Jones. Yes. And so where are the lines exactly? And that's a question we're definitely going to ask inside of a future program. So anyway, that's my first YouTuber choice. Okay. The second YouTuber choice is actually referring to a podcast that's coming up soon. Excellent. I have for the last month been recording with another friend of mine. His name is Nicholas J. Hearn. Hey, Nick. And he and I have been watching this television show that started in 1987. And the show was about an antique shop that was bespeckled with darkly enchanted objects, all of which at one time were sold and or auctioned off, and now they need to be reclaimed. There's a bell tinkling in the back of my head. What is the show called? Oh, it's funny that you mentioned that because that's one of the most prominent sounds inside of that series. As they walk in the door, the bell, bell tinkles? Mm-hmm. Now, yeah, okay. what's also funny, though, is that you don't remember the name of the series that leached off one of the largest franchises ever in feature film history. The series is called Friday the 13th, the series. Oh. And so we are doing what is a very strange perspective review. Uh-huh. The difference is that we're doing a perspective review episode by episode by episode of something that's now 30 years old. Oh. And we've never done anything like this inside of the network, so it's a brand new thing. And more importantly, I'm able to go back and visit. We're, we're, we're at the point right now where I'm now not remembering what I what I was what I'm watching. Mm. And what that makes me think is I did not. I know that I did not see all of the programs in three seasons that this offered. But you guys get to watch it at the same time that I'm watching it. So oh, cool. What we're going to point to inside the show notes for this episode, there is one channel inside of YouTubery that is playing these. You have to endure. Portuguese slash Russian subtitles, <laughs> but it is in English. 
the the quality of them is reasonably El Crapo. Uh-huh. But we're also going to include a link to actually buy the series on DVD, which you can okay. via Amazon, and it's cheap. The quality of the, the story writing is very good. The series has its ups and downs, just like every series does. Mm-hmm. But the bottom line is that it was a very good series. It provides a lot of memories, especially with my dad, who got me into it. Okay. And it's going to be a, the definitive review series, the definitive review set on the internet for Friday the 13th, the series. Okay. So we're going to point over to those episodes at the website. I've forgotten the long Portuguese slash Greek name, whatever <laughs> it is we're looking at. Anyway, we're going to point over to that inside of the show notes for this episode. I was just remembering the movie that this reminded me of. Didn't Stephen King do one called Needful Things? And mm-hmm. basically the devil takes up this little shop in a little town, of really? course. Yeah. yeah, and he's, you don't know what I'm talking about? I don't. Okay, I think it, it was it, called Needful Things. It was basically well, it, the same it strikes kind of concept. Me, it strikes me as if there are many Stephen King movies that I like, mm-hmm. and then there's every other one. <laughs> <laughs> because I really, of the, of the things they've really screwed up, They've screwed up a lot of the Stephen King stories, and I'm not, again, I'm not looking for a. You must do a one to one of the books, right? But I pay some homage to the books. At yeah, least, it, it, it does get painful good. when you're watching something going. Wait a minute, that didn't happen. Where's yeah. this going? Where's there, it doing? Yeah, I don't know exactly what you're there's saying. There's it's not on YouTube, but we'll include it in the show notes anyway. There's a series right now on Hulu that's made been made available. Okay, and it's called Castle Rock. Okay. And not so strangely, it ties itself through all of the environments inside of the stories that Stephen King wrote. So that not directly slash look at the tapestry that's being created here, but they are all connected. There is connective tissue between, you know, Stand By Me, It, all of those things. They all have a, a tether hmm. back to Castle Rock because for those that are completely oblivious... Castle Rock is the name of the town yeah. that is centerpieced inside of many of the stories that Stephen King I, Yeah, I thought, I thought it was ringing a bell. I wasn't, I wasn't and, a big and, Stephen fan, King fan, but yeah. I yeah, that. and that series is very good. They really do have their game on in regard to making story. It's a it's a much slower burn than anything you'll, you've seen before from either Stephen King or the people that take on Stephen King projects and convey them. Mm-hmm. The special effects are wonderful. Uh, it reminds me very much, way, in fact, it reminds me way more of really good X-Files episodes. And that's why they've got me. That's where we ask you guys, what's on your YouTubery list? Let us know by going over to our website over at wadesense.com. Click anywhere on the right-hand side of the page, fill out the quick web form, and tell us what has struck you on YouTube. Man, we've talked about a lot during this episode, Wade. Uh, more importantly, we've talked about helping to establish some standards inside of your family when it comes to devices. Yes. It's never been more important to stand and do something. Don't just take the same experience that you have right now because it's easy. Intervene, especially if you've got children. Otherwise, what you are building are destructive building blocks to the future. There's no question. I absolutely could not agree more. Folks, we hope that once again you have enjoyed listening as much as we have done recording. I hope that with this particular show we have done a real service in not only waking you up to what's going on, but giving you some great options on how to control it. Because folks, remember, like I always say, you can either make excuses or you can have results, but you cannot do both. My name is Wade B. Olson, and this has been Wade Sense.
right, so three, two. Welcome everyone. Three, two. Welcome everyone. Stop. One. One is silent. I know it's silent. So why do you talk when I have one on that? Why? What number does the rocket launch on? One. Zero? You need to go back and look at your rocket movies. Is it one or zero? Three, two, one. Lift off! Lift off of Space Shuttle Challenger onto new discoveries with astronaut John Glenn during his return to space. Mm. 